0: Namaste and welcome to the Wednesday 10 p.m. show where we are going to discuss basically Hindu phobia and the Hindu phobia has many dimensions one of them of course is the global dimension which is USCIRF and the other of course is a very very Indian dimensions and today the Hindus are copying it mostly from Muslims with all kind of uh, linga jives and uh, all kind of shivlinga uh, jokes uh, floating around. So to discuss this Hindu misia rather, I refuse to call it Hindu phobia. Actually, it's Hindu misia, Hindu hate. And uh, we have the very, very eminent, right, honourable Pandit Satish Sharma. <laughs> and as always, Shri Bhuti Jha. So welcome, Panditji. How are you doing?
1: Oh. Ramji, I was doing very well until you wished me an opportunity to be associated with the dishonorable members of a certain chamber <laughs> up until that point. Life was good, life was good. But today, Jeshri Ramji, it's a pleasure to be with you and not only Jeshri Ram, Har, Har Mahadev. I think Harhar Har Mahadev. Har Har
0: Mahadev. For the last
1: for the last two or three days. Saying Har, Har Mahadev has had an extra flavor, hasn't it? And
0: it's a, it's a joyful Certainly flavor. It has had. But if you come to it, our topic... It's a pleasure today, to be here. Today in India, there is a flood of uh, abuse, especially yeah. on the word uh, Shiva Shivalinga, Shivalingam. And uh, uh, of course, we are countering it in the way we know best. Uh, but uh, I was actually very happy to see that... Uh, uh, because of uh, maybe we can flatter ourselves by saying that uh, uh, our efforts, we are also con- contributing to that. Uh, the public was responding to it more than adequately. So, where do you place this, uh, um, what is called the hate for the idols and idol worshipers uh, and the phallus worshipers uh, uh, all those kind of pejoratives that we uh, cop day in and day out and, uh, are you there
1: hello yeah, I'm sorry I think I had a little glitch on the internet there for a moment but I, did, I'm did you hear here. my question Uh, Could you please repeat? I'm so sorry.
0: Um. Oh, yes, absolutely. I was was saying that today in in, India, we were receiving a torrent of abuse. Uh, Idol worshippers, what is called um, dirty Hindus, the uh, Shivalingam, the phallus worshippers, all those kind of things. And I think that also goes very well with the global Hindu messiah, the Hindu hate. So, indeed,
1: um, it's actually it's quite re- revelatory, isn't it? Um, we have a saying, Jesse, Drishti, versus Srishti. And, you know, okay. this is a, a one of where people are going to. Um, I was thinking that it's a little odd that God would have to order a protection.
0: So London Bridge is falling, you, need to London Bridge is falling. Yeah. Let me just. Uh, London, you're just calling, sir. The, your, your internet is uh, not keeping up. Let me just log out
1: and log back in. I'll be with you in two seconds and see if I can clear this. Okay, we'll get...
0: okay, okay. Meantime, I ask the same question to Vibhuti
2: Then I will say the same thing as Sharma Please repeat the question. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. No, but the, the point is very important. From Bhabha Atomic Research Center to various ones, people have said ugly stuff and then they have retracted that statement. Oh, whether, um, whether my, they, yes. my,
0: my dear Sabha Nakhvi. Yes, uh, yes, she, So you know, many others have to be drawn. I, I, I had an opportunity of taking her on in, in a live <laughs> show okay. in Bhuvaneswar. Okay. Anyway, I cornered her by saying that you were the one who said that cows, omes, and temples are not going to save the country.
2: That's right. So
0: that's, that's right. That's, 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 the, that's, the, that's the important general, point.
2: General, general so he, makeup. These people are abusing our symbols and our faith. Then they apologize. We don't react, we don't respond. We give them gullies and then they withdraw. The the fear of potentially going to jail is the one which is making them. Oh, a couple of guys have already been arrested. One in Gujarat, right. one in UP. That's right. So the question is, but Hindus are not indulging in violence. That's why I asked Sabar this question, also that what if we had made a similar statement about your invisible God, you would have already caused chaos around the world. So be careful, because there is a thing called. Uh, you know, retaliation. I think what I'm looking at it, Sanjayji, is that there is an awakening happening in India. There are people to, uh, people are not taking things lying down anymore. And thanks to technology and social media, people are able to express themselves. And that's what is creating a vox populi, if I may use that phrase, Uh, a resistance, which is happening. So, it is very interesting, isn't it? All these people are now asking for understanding from Hindus that this is not that understanding and compassion from Hindus. The same people whose ancestors indulged in extreme barbarism and destroyed our temples. And today they are asking for compassion or justification for whatever they did. That's what is important. We are regaining our lost treasure, looted in a barbaric way. You know, it was called it was it was done in an undemocratic way, but they want us to acquire everything in a democratic way. There you go, is the problem. How they are using our tools to delay the process. And now the patience I think I'm I'm very happy about it. I mean, I know a, a very dear friend of mine here in California, who is a Mahashiv Bhakt, and his statement, I can't read out to you because it's a personal statement. I can't believe he was so happy. Okay, This is the day when Mahadev has opened his third eye. Of course, it is not the violence third eye. It is the nuanced third eye, and it, that's what is showing up. So that's what I'm very happy about. You know, they showed no compassion to us, but they want understanding and compassion from us. And this is the time for the weight of the weight of the opposition. It will weigh on them. That's what I would put it this way. And if they are concerned about it. They better be. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, has Padiji joined back? No, not yes, yet. He has. London, which seems to have collapsed, not just fallen. They don't have 5G yet. <laughs> sir are are you
0: in a third world country i really wonder
1: it's a long way from the shoreline you know we're in this tiny little island and uh, i'm sure that somewhere there is an elastic band keeping our internet going today (laughs) But no, I hope you can hear me. This is uh, about as good as it's going to
0: get, it would seem. Yes, yes, yes. yes, Wonderful. My my apologies to
1: yourself and to our viewers.
0: Not at all. So We just heard Vibhuti ji on that uh, question. Uh, Now it's to you. The question, I believe, was uh,
1: which was such a long time ago and in the last connection, I believe the question was to do with the inappropriate response. You know, we have uh, everybody says, yes, we follow human rights. But a fundamental principle of human rights is not to interfere with other people and to have boundaries and to respect those boundaries to have freedoms etc whenever you see somebody who is criticizing criticizing or attacking the person or a community as opposed to scrutinizing a subject or an issue or a principle then immediately you can see that the conversation has dropped wanted it? Rather than saying this is the historical record and we're going to challenge it, this is the theological situation, we're going to scrutinize it. All of us are just seeing a deluge of unpleasantness. And frankly speaking, all that broadcasts is that there is no genuine opposition, that there are no grounds which are legitimate. And because of the frustration that there are no legitimate grounds, the frustration that there is a conclusion which all reasonable people are going to draw, and that conclusion is that this was a sacred site desecrated with violence and force, and as a result has been a monument to that violence and force for such a long time. It must be, shall we say, garden needs to be done. It needs to be restored so that it doesn't serve as a monument to hatred. It doesn't serve as a reminder of the unpleasantness that has happened in the past and he can occur. They can see that that is a reasonable outcome and that I think is what's giving rise to frustration. But people are no longer particularly impressed by ad hominems, by attacks, by um, shall we say an approach which really should have been left behind in, in our adolescent school grounds. That, that approach doesn't really wash anymore. And I think our own community is responding and saying well no, we're not going to permit this. We've recognized that the current situation, the situation with Gyanbapi Muslim, is a very simple situation. There is no reason why any community wanting friendship, any community wanting harmony, any community wanting prosperity and good issues, why would any community wanting all those things violence and use violent words?
0: Uh, quite right. Actually, uh, I'll uh, show a tweet which Professor ka made, and that was in response to my tweet. I'll just uh, ask my console to pull it out. And uh, the context was simple. I said, uh, do you know Sanskrit? Then you can follow this. Pulling, male form. Stri Ling Ling, female form, Napunsa Ling, neuter form, Shiva Ling, Shiva form, that is universal form, Jyotirling, energy form, to which our <clears throat> erudite professor replied, true, Shiva Ling is the axis of consciousness, Kamba, that holds the worlds together. Mind impressions are transient, their axis is the unchanging self Behind ceaseless change. Atharva the 10.8. So we don't expect our friends who are abusing us to have this level of depth. Do we, Pandiji?
1: Although Subhashi and yourself have put forward such wonderful clarifications of what a linga is, my position is it's nobody else's business. Because if we respect boundaries, one of the joyful things about religious freedoms, whatever craziness or wisdom we possess or are confused by, that's our business. And without actually rejecting that simple freedom from wish to do it you cannot in any way shape or form come across and say no we are going to we're going to enforce our illegal occupation of those premises i try and avoid educating when really what's required is a challenge to the very principle of the that is being established the lips of wisdom are only heard by the ears of understanding and I think this is I use always to guide my, my contributions and my, my speech. I never try and give wisdom to people whose minds and ears are closed. The conversation has the conversation. The sound, often the conversation descends into a space of violence, which is uh, intellectual and emotional violence, and that's what's happening at the moment. We're seeing intellectual and emotional violence already being unleashed by those who profess to be able to a tradition of peace. I, I will say it before it's very very simple. You know, the the position of the the, the Monday. theologically has no foundations because apparently the tradition says that such a an, an entity is clearly haram. Unless they worked out some way of constructing masjids with the lower half being mandir types and constructing on top of it a a more traditional construction. It's clearly an abharam. And I'm waiting for the noble gesture. Where are the noble voices? Where's the great? Where is the fraternity, the Ganga Tazib? Where is that? Jamna, Jamna,
0: Jamna, is the biggest joke and the biggest hoax. <laughs> but isn't this a wonderful opportunity? So,
1: so we're guiding this particular community to demonstrate their nobility that voice and the absence of that voice is deafening by its absence isn't it
0: paniji i think we need to do something with your uh, audio so uh, i think uh, it uh, might not be a good uh, it might be a good idea if you can switch off your uh, video so that we can hear you clearly
1: i will try once i'll be back in a moment
2: uh, uh, okay Bebuteji. you need you need this the the, the 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 third batsman, the Ruth. <laughs> yes. I, okay. Can you hear? Can you hear me? I Panduji? can.
0: I can. did you know? I can hear you Panduji. loud
2: and loud and clear. Good. 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 Then
0: carry yes. on. Yes. 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 Uh, please carry on. So I hope
1: that uh, some part of what I was saying came through. But if it didn't, what I was trying to articulate
0: was quite simply this. Oh. I think, uh, really, the London Bridge is in a very bad shape. Uh,
2: Olympus is falling, as the saying goes. Olympus is
0: falling. And uh, actually, the the point that is to be made today, basically, is that uh, this is a a pattern with this particular community all over the world. And uh, then you have the, uh, I should say, the global hate merchants, that is the USCIRF, which is particularly uh, blessed by the ISI and uh, makes it a point to uh, run circles around uh, the Indians. Of course, India has done a very good thing, and for a very long time, they have not allowed them to come in. And uh, that was uh, even during the uh, UPA days, they have been stopped. From coming into india they are not being given visa yet you know how they function the elaborate uh, arrangements that they have uh, from george soros uh, open foundation on one side uh, and to the alam nabi fi on the other side so uh, what do you say to their shenanigans and i think they will uh, definitely feast over this uh, uh, shivalingam controversy.
2: I, I think as I think I, I agree with Sharmaji when he said that we don't need to educate them, we need to confront them and we need to challenge them. And that's important. I would I would if if the information on the websites are correct, then I would send them send the USCIRF uh, declaring India as a country of honor and uh, you know also send them prime minister's letter to them opening of the country as a content hub so tell uscirf that hey you may think whatever it is but here is the another part which is very important and the contesting and challenging of that thought process has to begin from questioning the very fundamentals but it's very important to understand the USCIRF, look at the three commissioners and nominees, uh, vice pres- vice chairman and all. They're all appointees of Nancy Pelosi, Biden, mm-hmm. and Charles Schumer. These are the appointees by them. their the honorable names are Nuri Turkit, uh, Frederick Davy, and Sharon Kleinbaum. Sharon Kleinbaum is a Biden nominee. Frederick is a Schumer nominee. And Nuri Turkef is uh, Nancy Pelosi nominee, and you know how much they love India. So the idea is that how to nudge, you know, nudge India into doing something. And they have a very nice chapter. I looked up their website. They have a chapter called "Prisoners of Conscience," and I think USCIRF itself is a prisoner of his own conscience. So while they they put together the names of those who have suffered or are suffering in other countries. But I think USCIRF should be ashamed of itself for being a prisoner of its own conscience and their ugly behaviors. And I need, that needs to be contested. Charmaji, before you came in, I told them, I was mentioning here that I totally agree with you that we don't need to educate them because they are blind to their blindness or they are suffering from a disease to annihilate us. So it, we have to confront them. We have to challenge them. It's in that spirit that I'm talking about that you know, you know we, I'm very happy to also share that there is another group called About it which has emerged as a center for democracy, pluralism, and human rights. It has questioned human rights record in America on more than seven, eight, nine counts. So you know, when you try to attack somebody who doesn't deserve to be attacked and you ignore countries and people who are indulging in violence against minorities and Hindus, then you, then you get exposed. And thanks to technology, at this point in time, we get to know, we we can find out the street conditions in Ulaanbaatar for that matter. So people get to know anything and everything and things get exposed equally quickly. So USCIRF, I'm glad India doesn't take it seriously. Everybody knows that it is a manipulated agency of United States government. And I, as, a, as an American, I'm going to up object to it, and I'm going to oppose it in whatever capacity I can do, that this is a totally bogus practice because you do not highlight the problems which are actually existing. You don't document the atrocities committed on people like us in countries all over the world. Who doesn't know that? But you will highlight a picture of a Sikh killed by the Taliban as an example of atrocity committed uh, by Indian in Indians, this is ridiculous. These kind of lies need to be exposed by all of us. You know, it has to be an individual venture, a collective venture to bring those exposés out in the open. You know, you can't show Afghan women resting in India as the suffering caused by Indians to women in that part of the world. That's what is important to do. Mm.
0: Quite right, and now I think this Panditji is back with the uh, right kind of background uh, London <laughs> Bridge
1: <laughs> you, you, were quite we... present. you mentioned it falling, I've managed to piece it together again and there it is in all of its glory and it's much more stable, so uh, no, it's good to be back, uh, sincere apologies. I was just picking up uh, what Dr Bhutteji said uh, about the Centre for Democracy, Pluralism and Human Rights. It's a wonderful um, I too were aware of their work and uh, following, uh, I think it's Prerna Ji, Prerna Malhotra, and uh, Arvind Kumar Ji. And they have compiled a much, much more robust response to human rights abuses in the United States than the USCIRF IRF ever has. And they have done it without stooping to the low level of trying to weaponize our divine sense of compassion. You know, when you read IRF, you can see a very evil intent. And that is that the audience who they're targeting are genuinely good-hearted people who do not want to see human rights injustices anywhere and who probably don't inspect issues too deeply if they're presented with the badge and the seal of the United States government. And so it's a double duplicity. um, And it's also uh, uh, very, very harmful because... What it will do is that, shall we say, those fence-sitters, those people who are the majority of any community who are naive enough to accept something presented by authority, their compassion becomes corrupted. They become, to some degree, the first stumbling steps upon becoming radicalised, the first stumbling steps on having hatred seeded. All of those sorts of things are done by reports like this USC IRF report. If I can, there's one last aspect in which I also spotted. You know, the United States administration, the infrastructure, it's all based on a recent um, shall we say fury of colonialism. And one of the spaces that they colonized was what I, well, there's the physical ground, there's emotional ground, but there's also the moral high ground. And they colonise the moral high ground. And from this high ground, they have been tossing insults and criticisms and hurling all sorts of unpleasantness at anybody who they felt was a, a potential threat. And so we have to remove them from this moral high ground. Otherwise, what happens is perhaps encampment on the moral high ground has now been infiltrated by another colonizing force. It could well be that this colonizing force connected with ISI and with other um, Islamist organizations has actually taken over the moral high ground from the United States, usurped it, and is using it to fire their own bullets. It's the classic um, using somebody else's shoulders to fire bullets, isn't it? Do you think it's possible that even the USE IRF has now been taken over and is being used? Uh, uh, to serve a purpose which is contrary to the interests of the United States.
0: Yes, that's that's, that's, that's the tragedy. That's indeed the tragedy. And uh, yeah. uh, Because we lost you, we also uh, have to ask you about the ISI connection.
1: Gee, well, it seems that uh, a great deal of robust research has already been presented. And if you have a look at the wonderful graphic that I think is being used by everybody, there is a web And that web has not been disputed, that web has not been denied. Nobody has presented any evidence to render to unreliable. And so accepting it for what it is, the conclusions are inescapable. And although in the past we've had um, anecdotal evidence and suspicion that yes, these were merely mouthpieces for a, a very unpleasant neighbor, I think the evidence is irrefutable. The question is, what do we do about it? You see, at one level, this is no longer in the space of academics and scholars. This is now in the space of diplomats and government-to-government conversations. You know, I'd be very disappointed if this opportunity, this uh, potential to gain an advantage wasn't seized by the Indian MEA, the Government of India's uh, Foreign Service, and people being required to account for it. It has the issue an ambassador for the United States sits in New Delhi. Why on earth haven't they been taken to task? Why haven't they been required to give a statement? Because if we just let these um, Jinnah-come-latelys take up the point of advantage and continue to use it without response, it will only deteriorate. And as I said, the more voices, the more innocents who are affected by this misinformation, the harder it comes for us to maintain a position of dignity, respect and, and, and honour, which is the target, isn't it? It's an, an American saying is, you need hate to hang a dog. Uh, Vibhutiji, I'm sure you've heard of it. A dog is such a, a pleasant creature that before you can kill it, especially if the community loves it, um, you need to generate enough hatred for it, and then you can hang it and nobody will be too concerned. And this hate peddling that's going on by this particular group is merely a precursor to an escalation. So the NDA really should interact with this issue, get involved with it, and demand that it be shut down. I'm sure that if something like this wonderful centre that has sprung up um, in challenge to things like Amnesty International and the CIRF, the Centre for Democracy, Pluralism and Human Rights in Delhi, if they were to make some statements like that, present a report to the Government of India, and the Government of India were to publish using its official seal, I guarantee you there will be a deluge of criticism, a deluge of formal um, com- complaints and responses. We have to respond in the same way. We can't just let this one go by. It's too good an opportunity to record straight.
0: You're right. Ji, uh, do you think it, it, it is politically feasible? And uh, also, the Indian lens looking at the U.S. shenanigans. uh, How do you think it's going to go down with the Americans?
2: One thing what I, I feel is that, you know, the process of education and dialogue has to happen between, as Sharmaji mentioned, between the Indian External Affairs Ministry and the people at that level, because what is happening here is that look at this Dharma group set up here to expose rights violations in America it directly puts the two most prominent democracies in conflict with each other. We know that the villain is playing the game. So the question here is that how do we manage to talk to the, to the US administration and how does the government of India take it at the level that is appropriate? You no, know, we have a people, there are people, heavy donors to Biden and Kamala Harris who, who can be approached that look, This kind of a shenanigan must stop because it's hurting us. It's preventing us from becoming a partner by creating fissures of the ugly kind that doesn't let us, that keeps the spark going of hate, the hate spark going on. So manipulation at that level has to be countered with the educational effort between the government. But the important part is big but. Biden, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi are smart people. They know what they are doing. And if they are getting manipulated by those blokes, then it is shame to our leadership. It's shame to our leadership. And that we must tell them that. If nobody else does, I will. Because hey, what's there to lose? As Mr. Trump had said once upon a time, blacks vote for me. What else do you have to lose anyway? So, what else is there to lose? To talk about it, ask a question. Is that is that fair enough on either one of us? That you do not let the two of the world's most prominent democracies become friends and partners is the cause of concern for IS, ISI, and that NAPAC area, as I call it them NAPAC very boldly. This is the important part for us to figure out that we have to, it is possible. It is possible because now we have the tools. We have the access and we can create the demand and supply situation. If 1,000 Indians send this message to the president's website, I think they will begin to listen. I'm not saying use the vote forum, but a direct web uh, messaging is important. They listen to people. After all, this country goes by polling. Think about it like that. If they got a polling that 97% of the Indians don't like what Biden is doing, he may not care, but he will have to care. (laughs) <laughs> That's what I want to say. So their messaging is important, and I think it is time to do that. You have to. We have to kind of expose the villain for what he or she is.
0: Okay, but uh, uh, both, whether it is U.S. Uh, C.I.R.F. or it is the internal hate merchants uh, within India, uh, I think for too long we have failed to build the cat and uh, we have been politically correct and we don't call the islamic jihad as jihad and we don't call the evangelism as uh, plain thuggery and uh, that's something that probably encourages them to go with much greater gusto and in spite of their being banned from india they are not, not getting visa they still have uh, the gall to actually take inputs from india's enemies and uh, keep branding us uh, again and again and again imagine india being bracketed with pakistan as a country of particular concern
1: yes uh, so did americanisms today there
2: uh, is nothing you have to uh, understand
0: I think I'll I'll have to ask you to uh, repeat it because we just lost your first sentence completely.
1: Now, I was saying that since it seems to be an afternoon for discussing American sayings, I've got another one. And that one is that you don't take a knife to a gunfight. And, you know, you need the right tools for entering that particular Kshetra. And this Kshetra is a war. There is a battlefield of words and there is a, a vacuum on that battlefield. You know, we have to win there, as well as winning the hearts and minds of people, we have to also win on the physical battlefield. But what happens on the war battlefield of words, it really does influence what then happens on the physical space. And so when you have people such as uh, what Vibhutiji has just said, when you have prominent members of the American administration leveraging this sort of language, We have to respond to them and question their right. Remember, the Taliban were under heavy sanctions very recently, prior to suddenly this amicable um, situation that seems to have arisen. And under those sanctions, there was no way that the American state would have been able to provide any weapons or armaments. And yet suddenly they left $800 million worth of munitions and weaponry with the Taliban. This is not the actions of... uh, an administration which is true to its desire to support democracies. And so there's a great opportunity for our diplomats in the Bharatiya MEA to be able to have this conversation and not take a cake to the gunfight, not to take a knife to the gunfight, but to genuinely engage with a Gatling gun, which I think traditionally Americans really appreciate, in this verbal space. And let's uh, let's see them uh, shooting some verbal... um, bullets to shoot down this verbal atrocity literature, this uh, rain of bullets of atrocity literature which keeps to being directed at us. We need a robust response. Now is the time for it. Let's see it in the battlefield of words. Hopefully that will act towards preventing us from seeing it in the battlefield of real bullets.
0: Okay, friends, before I proceed further, I have to request you to uh, keep shooting your questions. You can... Uh ask questions through whatsapp as well as uh, through the super chat Uh, you can see that uh, message scrolling below Uh, that's what uh, can get you the question and also you can support us again it's there in the screen scrolling below you can support us through atm through uh, patreon as well now we have the monthly plans on patreon you can do that as well. And Pay, of course, it's scrolling below. You can see the number. Uh, okay, Vibhuti Ji, mm. given the American condition right now, how do you think uh, the American press and the USCIRF is going to view the Shivalingam controversy?
2: Now you are going into the speculative field. How will they view it?
0: <laughs> ah, It's not very <laughs> speculative. I think it's quite deterministic. Is it, it, is, do, it depends you
2: know. on what Barkha, Dath and Rana you write. Let's put it that <laughs> way. Do <laughs> so you know what they should write? <laughs> what they should write is different. What they will is different, right? <laughs> so they are not honest. So let's not expect honesty. They will ridicule Hindu belief systems. Uh, they will definitely ridicule Hindu belief systems because it fits into the profile. And as I believe, sometimes you have to worry from your enemies within more than the enemies outside. So the Panchamakars will be brandishing their sword in the and uh, sharpening their pens to come up with vituperatives that will I, not I'll be.
0: just I'll just fill you in with, with one little information. Sure, sure. Hmm? You would be surprised huh? uh, how little. Uh, the opposition parties have uh, gone into it, except the uh, grand fool, you know who it is. Uh, most of them have tried to obfuscate and you know, and 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 stay uh, clear of the controversy and say uh, what is called uh, beautiful nothings. Uh, That's right. That that sort of a situation. Yes, yes. it's only the hard-boiled cars That's right, who right. are at it. Yeah. Particularly the Islamists and Marxists. Correct.
2: Because this is even, even even the Christians are keeping quiet, but right they. That's I've right. That. Mahashivratri, Shiv, Shivji. Anybody insulting Shiv, Bhagwan Shiv, I don't think anybody, any Indian is going to forgive them. Let's put it this way: this is a line where even the stupid Hindu who is against Hinduism will be careful to talk about it. I totally agree with that. Because there is a point you can't go beyond. You know, you can talk about Ram and Krishna in a pejorative way, but Shivji is Shivji because everybody knows that's the issue which is very important, and we need to bring that out. But the other part also is very important that New York Times and Washington Post and the American media will not, may not cover this unless and until these, uh, you know, rabid. Uh, rabid, uh, rabid element of Panchamakar's write something like that. And I don't think many of the Americans will give two hoots for that because there are absurdities uh, because there there is so much absurdity elsewhere too. But what we have to do is important is that sometimes as the saying goes, I know what my opponent is going to, going to do. The important part is what am I going to do about it? And that's what is important. I hope somebody like you or Samarji writes an article in New York Times the this the entire controversy, this this entire issue, we must do well, a If a if, if they ask me, I will write. No, don't ask. Send an article. Send an article, please write. The and put it under this the, the real the the truth behind the so called controversy. You know, unless and until we write, then their narrative comes first, and then we are defending, and that doesn't get published. It gets well, I, hidden I'll, behind. I'll have to.
0: I'll have to first. Uh put down the Christian belief system and tell them that you are two-dimensional, we are four-dimensional. What do you say, Padiji? <laughs> uh,
1: again, um, I think we have a, a different lens, don't we? I was just uh, contemplating that the, the Hindu is carrying in their mind a story, and the story is that we're peaceful people, we're nice people, and if somehow or other we can communicate our bigger vision, to Islamist clerics, they will one day have, have an "Aha moment, and when that moment happens, suddenly peace will reign and brotherhood will rain down upon us, and it will be you know swag on earth. That's the subconscious story that most Hindus carry in their minds. On the other side of the table, what if there is a totally different story, and that totally different story requires the Hindu to carry on with their little illusion. Now, if that is the case, then something like gyanvapi Masjid and gyanvapi Gyan Mandir, that transition is the biggest threat at the moment to the two stories being identified as being at odds with each other. Both cannot be correct. And the reality that's dawning on most Hindus, that events like what's happening at uh, the uh, Vishweshwar Mandir, the events that are happening there are causing most Hindus to say, well, hang on a minute. This is obvious. This is a mandir. Orangzib perpetrated horrors. He was the third in a line of his uh, predecessors who did exactly the same thing. And so our case is sound. It's not going to cost them anything. It's an accepted fact that a masjid is not a fundamental part of the Islamic religious theology. So why aren't they letting us have it peacefully and honourably? Therein lies the way in which the fabric of this illusion that Hindus has, may completely evaporate. And it's a a dharam sankat for those who have been weaving this fabric for such a long period of time to keep the Hindu in sankat for them. Because either they give back more than just five inches, either they give back the whole um, space, intellectual, emotional, religious, as well as physical, or they hang on to it. It's a literally a conflict of conscience and religious as well as political ideology which is irreconcilable. The impact of it, the outcome of it can only be one of two things. One is that the opportunity is taken with grace, the premises are returned to the Sanatani family and that monument to historical violences and humiliation. Can you imagine the scale of the humiliation involved in having in a water receptacle which is used for bathing and washing feet day in day out by hundreds of thousands if not millions of events occurring like that across the border in pakistan we have houses being burnt and infidels being in the allegation that perhaps they had disrespected a particular holy book And yet here, on the other hand, we have, what, several hundred years of desecration of the the heart, the sentiment of Sanatanis, and it's been done deliberately and knowingly, and that is, is supposed to carry no weight whatsoever. These are very potent emotional and human sentiments. They carry a tremendous amount of energy. They carry a tremendous amount of passion. And so the wise thing would be For those who claim to be wise who want friendship who want to move beyond the atrocities of the past to be gracious and there is no squaring that circle that is the only option in front of them and if they don't take that option it will broadcast not just to the whole of Bharat but to the whole of the watching world who are being educated remember in the United Kingdom the vast majority of people have no idea of the history Of Aurangzeb and what he did Who have no idea Of the league table Of Islamist rulers Who came and desecrated And destroyed as well as uh, Sacrificed so many lives But now they are learning about it They are learning what happened They are interested in this conversation They are suddenly paying attention To this difference of opinion Remember also many Westerners have been To Varanasi They have bathed and enjoyed the blessings of holy And they too are now going to be saying, Oh, well, we didn't know that. But now that we think about it, it's obvious. Why on earth are these theologians and this community which preaches peaceful coexistence, why are their clerics not simply issuing a fatwa which says the right thing to do for the benefit of the nation, for harmony between the communities, is not only to give it back, but to purify it first to help reconstruct it in the manner in in which it was before it was desecrated. Can you imagine the joy that that would bring into the community if some Muslim businessman were to come forward and say, can we be a part of this healing? We want this to be an opportunity for us to be closer and for the nation to move forward. Can you imagine the healing that would occur? Why is that fatwa not being issued? And that is the big question that I have
0: all right Uh, do you have any idea about this uh, usa human rights uh, report
1: i have a very simple um analysis of it the first thing i did was to look for the section which had data normally in the appendices of these reports there are reliable sources there are tables which are full of data there are references to dates and incidents there was nothing I looked through it and I could not find data at all. And from my point of view, I'm delighted because this report proves that there is no data. If they had data, they would have included it. But to publish a report under such a loud um, banner and on such strong um, institutional foundations without data, it broadcasts the absence of data. And the absence of data is what we have already said, that they are making claims, but there's no data to substantiate it, otherwise they would have included it in it. So it's a wonderful development from that point of view. Secondly, the response, the contempt that this report has drawn from not just the global Sanatani family, but but from other people who are active in the human rights arena, who see their credibility, their legitimacy damaged every time a report is issued, which is on shaky grounds and has very poor foundations, they too are looking at it and thinking, this is atrocity lit- literature. This is classic atrocity literature. So I think it's a good development, so long as we can take advantage of it. And that, I think, is really down to ji and his fellow citizens in the US, as well as the MEA. What more do we need to be able to pull the carpet out from, uh, from underneath such charlatans and an opportunity?
2: I may just add here, you are totally right. I totally agree with that. That when an enemy gives you a gift, grab it and hurl it back at him in every possible way that is possible that is available. The absence of data confirms that there is no data. It also (laughs) confirms it's a goddamn lie to use the American slang. It's a goddamn lie. And that's what the Americans need to know. The American, the average American believes that their institutions can do no wrong. They're, they're, they, have, they have such ultimate faith in their institutions that they trust the system. But they do not know that the evil intents are exploiting that goodness of America. And I believe in that. that there is, I've worked with American companies all my life and there is a word called trust. It was an operative word. If my boss told me in India that he would do something for me, I knew he will do it. Today, that's missing because there are people who have taken advantage and abused that. I don't think anybody brings it to the attention of the president, Speaker Pelosi and the vice president and others who are nominating people to this, that this is exactly what is happening. I think they are being shielded from that. We haven't brought it out to them. The heavy donors of Democratic Party must bring this attention that you guys are getting a real bad name. So unless and until the facts that is presented to them that, you know, this is what the report says is wrong, they will not know. So there are gatekeepers and gatekeepers and gatekeepers. And if Elon Musk is to be believed, uh Whoever is writing the teleprompter is the President of the United States. So this is the problem <laughs> that we are encountering here in America. Right.
1: If I may, Sandeji, there is a, another little associated parallel. Um, you will have seen that Amnesty International has been producing this sort of nonsense for a long period of time. Yes. You know, I had an opportunity to ask one of their activists, have you ever included in any of your equality-based reports on Bharat the fact that the Constitution itself discriminates against the indigenous people? Have you ever recorded in any report that the Hindu religious centres, the temples, they are treated in a different manner, a manner which harms the Hindu community? Have you ever included that? If you think of how many hundreds of thousands of temples there are up and down the country where the Hindus who are the devotees at these institutions are all being discriminated against, have you ever reported that? No, not at all. And so the Amnesty International position and sadly now the USC USCIRF and we have an opportunity, as Ji said, to actually make great progress in this space and reverse these um, harmful institutions in their desire to harm the largest democracy. And uh, we, we should do that as a service. Vibhuti um, Ji, I'm sure that you will take up the, the baton there in the States, and we're already working on a project to have a, a very pleasant conversation with Amnesty International in London, and indeed with the BBC, who do the same sort of thing. We have great opportunities, The justice, um, justice is in our corner, and um, dharma is certainly in accordance with what we're wanting to do. All we need is courageous uh, arjunas to step forward into this Kurukshetra,
2: and fight please tell bbc that just as workers in india are suffering from oppressive heat they are suffering in uh, in qatar as well they are suffering in other countries as well <laughs> bbc has a whole article written how the workers are suffering in the oppressive heat as if you and i or anybody else caused that heat <laughs> like, so BBC, oh is yeah,
0: yeah. That is bbc is the uh, what should i say it's the pits anyway uh So I think we can move on to the question. The only thing, uh, Vibhuti ji, what's the demographics of your uh, electoral constituency?
2: Oh, How many percent of Indians? Okay. It is uh, more than 60% is white. Then Mm -hmm. about uh, 20%, uh, 20% is Asians. And uh, then Latinos... And others so asians puts in chinese koreans indians everybody else so yesterday i was in a meeting i was told you must visit the mosque you must visit the church visit all the temples i said i <laughs> thought we separated politics and religion <laughs> <laughs> so why so do i must must visit all these places but hey politics is politics vote bank is vote okay. bank is the idea here is to wherever people congregate because Monday to Thursday, Monday to Friday is a tough time for to campaign. So it's a Saturday, Sunday, people go to temple, churches, and whatever else. That's you will find most number of people. That's the motive. But that's the composition, essentially, Sanjay Ji. And. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So
0: we will campaign with you or we'll lobby with you yes, uh, sir. after November. Uh, yes. That, Not after November, ab- before absolutely. November.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> Not lobby after, with like, you and lobbying for it. you. <laughs> lobbying for you is different from lobbying with you. Yes, sir. All right. You campaign for me, then you will get an opportunity to lobby for me. <laughs>
0: okay. Okay. So that's, that's a good deal to cut. <laughs> okay. Let's go to the questions straight away.